Welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast channel, working with communities, staff and partners to provide positive outcomes. And welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast. My name is Martin Webster. I'm the Workforce Development Manager in the People Group here in Darlington Borough Council. And I'm joined by Lindsay from Darlington's housing team. And we're going to be talking about antisocial behaviour and housing services in Darlington as part of our housing series podcast. Over to you, Lindsay. Who are you and what do you do? Hi, I'm Lindsay Robinson. I'm a housing team leader who sits within housing tenancy management for Darlington Council. And one of the areas of responsibility that I have is to manage the antisocial behaviour tenancy enforcement team. Fantastic. So how we're going to do this is I'll ask Lindsay a series of questions and Lindsay will tell us all about the role and all about antisocial behaviour and hate crime. Okay, so first question really then is what is antisocial behaviour and hate crime and can you give us some examples? Antisocial behaviour basically is a broad term for describing different types of behaviour. For the main definition or the legal definition, it would be something that can cause nuisance or annoyance to a person, any person. And also for the purposes of housing, of which we are a landlord, it's it's actions that can cause directly or indirectly nuisance behaviour as part of the housing management function. So it has to be appropriate and it has to link in to us as a housing provider. Examples of antisocial behaviour, it's a very exhaustive list, but we, we can use examples such as using abusive language, loud noise, and that can be in terms of loud music or shouting or pet noise. Drug dealing is, is also a, an example, threatening behaviour. And of course, we have many other examples, but they are the main areas of uh, antisocial behaviour complaints that we receive in housing services. What about hate crime? What does that kind of constitute? Yeah, hate crime is a term that really um, is used to describe a type of criminal behaviour um, where the perpetrator of that behaviour is motivated by hostility um, towards a victim's either disability, race, religion, sexual orientation, um, gender identity, um, including lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. It can take shape in various forms, including verbal abuse, intimidation, threats, harassment, assault, bullying, or even damage to the property. But it is a criminal behaviour. Okay, so that explains what those two kind of areas are. Um, what might not be considered antisocial behaviour or hate crime? So just some examples of what we might not consider antisocial behaviour would be, for example, noise from children playing. That would be either in the street or within the property. Family disputes. So, you know, if people are actually having a disagreement with one another, and that could include um, partners. Normal living noise. So, such things as a washing machine or a hoover or the opening or closing of, of internal doors or cupboards. One-off parties, it might be that a person has got a 21st birthday party or, or a Christmas party or a, a New Year's Eve party. Uh, and because it is a one-off occasion, we wouldn't class that as antisocial behaviour. Minor differences between neighbours, such as a, you know, a dirty look or looking through a window and also disagreements about parking, for example. You know, they're, they're parking in a parking space that I like to have on the road. Those kind of things we wouldn't consider um, antisocial behaviour. And it isn't something that within housing services that we would particularly manage. It would be a case of us actually managing expectation in those examples by speaking to the residents and actually getting them to take responsibility for some of those issues that we don't consider antisocial. 
No, that's that explains it perfectly. Thanks. What about your approach and housing's approach towards dealing with antisocial behaviour? How do you deal with it? We use a balance of enforce and support when we deal with antisocial. Um, each case is completely different and we deal with it on its own merit. When we actually take on a case, it has to be completely reasonable and proportionate in what action we decide to take. We will work with prevention and intervention mostly. So if we can actually investigate and deal with incidents promptly, early intervention is, is, is vital in those kind of examples. So early intervention might include something such as a verbal or a written warning to the parties that are involved. We might make a referral to um, another agency who might be able to provide support, whether that could be adult or children safeguarding, it could be the police, or it could even be a mediation referral for those neighbours that we want to try and get to resolve the issue itself. Case management, we do have officers who will um, deal with each complaint. So each complaint is allocated either to the housing management officer for that particular area, or it'll be allocated to a tenancy enforcement officer. Um, we'll work closely and collaboratively with our tenants and also collaboratively with other partner agencies such as the police, probation services, civic enforcement. Um, and again, like I've mentioned, we, we'll, we'll look at on each case on its own merit. So the expectation is that the officer responsible for managing that that complaint will collect evidence throughout the investigation. And that could include actually collecting information from other agencies. We may install noise monitoring equipment, for example, if it is um, a noise-related complaint. And we'll also speak and, and liaise very closely with our complainants, just to a victim-centred approach in dealing with any antisocial behaviour. So prevention, uh, support, um, giving suitable information to our, our residents. We do have a tenancy agreement that that clearly sets out our stance towards antisocial behaviour. and We provide as much information within that tenancy agreement as possible as to what areas we can cover. We'll also highlight a lot of information on our social media page and our website um, so people can actually see what enforcement action we've taken against people. Fantastic. That's really comprehensive. And in terms of when things would go maybe a little bit further, particularly regarding kind of legal interventions, what, what would happen and what's the process? So any legal action that we take, again, has to be reasonable and proportionate within um, the complaint that we received. The hope is that we don't have to go to uh, a legal resolution in, in, in our cases, but unfortunately we do have a minority of cases where we do have to consider a legal intervention in order to stop the problem or give respite to the community or to the neighbours. We do have um, quite a lot of tools available to us as a housing provider um, and some of these tools, for example, we may include serving a tenant with what's called a notice of seeking possession. So this is a, a legal document for people listening the easiest way I used to describe it is actually, if you look at it in football terms, it's given a person a yellow card. It's given that person a warning as a yellow card to say, look, you've caused antisocial behaviour. We're giving you the opportunity to address those concerns. However, if you don't address those concerns, it's a red card and we might be able to, to take possession of your property. So it's a very serious document. Um that we can serve and it, 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 it basically marks the tenant as saying that we intend to seek possession of your property. Another thing that we may consider is an injunction. 
um, and that is a court order. So we don't actually make the decision to apply or to obtain that injunction. We actually go to the courts um, to seek an injunction. And an injunction can be given to us for, for a variety of reasons. It could be, for example, if we need to get into a property to do an inspection because we have concerns about what's going on inside that property, the court may grant us an injunction to actually enter that property and carry out our landlord duties. Or it could be that we seek an injunction to stop someone visiting a tenant who has been causing problems whilst they've been visiting a family or friend. One of the ultimate orders that we can actually obtain as a housing provider is a possession order or those who may know it as an eviction. In order for us to achieve um, a possession order, we have to go to court and we have to prove to the court that our action has been proportionate and that they are satisfied that the tenant in hand has actually caused antisocial behaviour that has been significant enough to cause their eviction. It's obviously something we don't consider lightly, but it is an area that we may have to consider. Those are just some examples of, of, of the kind of legal actions we can consider. We do have various other forms of intervention, but those are the main areas that we would look to resolve um, a significant issue of antisocial behaviour. That's great. Thanks very much, Lindsay. And it's really clear all the points that you've made around antisocial behaviour, hate crime, etc. And one of the kind of key words that you mentioned there all of the time, all the way through the, the recording, was proportionate. And I think that's about being fair to the tenant. It's about being fair to neighbours. It's about being fair to everybody across the board. And it sounds like there's some really kind of clear um, outlines that the people will understand from the moment that they have a property with Darlington. Um, and as long as they're sticking to being respectful and being a good tenant then there's no issues exactly all we want is for people to live harmoniously in their property or in the community um, we don't want to involve ourselves with people's lives or people's housing related matters however if that doesn't happen then we can be there to support tenants to actually do they actually need additional support to be able to manage their tenancy is there underlying issues that we need to address in order for them to actually be able to sustain their tenancy so it, it is a it is a, a balanced approach um but ultimately we just want the issue at hand to stop okay thanks Lindsay. that's great so final question how do people contact you if there's antisocial behavior or hate crime there are various ways that a person can contact us. They can contact us through um, telephone by ringing the housing contact team, and that would be on 01325 405333. They can also email in to housing, which is housing at darlington.gov.uk. And another way that they can contact us is through the Darlington Council website, where we have a self-referral form that is on that website. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Um, so much appreciated. That's the second podcast that we've done in the housing series. Um, we hope that people listening to this find it really helpful. Thanks very much, Lindsay, for joining us today. Thank you very much, Martin. You've been listening to the Darlington Extra podcast on our Darlington Extra podcast channel. For more great content, make sure you subscribe now.